0: Hello, once again, and welcome back to Cumanera, your favorite all queer Numenera cast game. I'm Kelric. I'm your semi-experienced GM at this point. I think
1: we agreed to call you a git.
0: Yes. (laughs) GM in training. Git. I I, I do feel like that is appropriate on certain points. (laughs) Thank you, my wonderful husband who loves me. (laughs) On that note... Uh, My pronouns are he, him, and this is my wonderful cast and beautiful friends.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm playing Tuna, a mechanical nano who rides the lightning.
3: My name is Aaron. Uh, My pronouns are they, them. I'm playing Rylou, who is a graceful glaive who speaks with a
1: silver tongue. And my name is Kenny, I'm playing Hillian Jossa, who is an earnest Jack who howls at the moon. And I believe
0: Rylu has our recap for this session.
3: I do indeed. Despite my efforts to get the group to leave, since we have the item that we need, we decided to stick around the ancient city Siyuna experimented with this dangerous tech while Hillian and I investigated the extremities. Due to an unfortunate incident, we activated all of the machines and they started producing more and more Numenera. We ran to the control panel and observed what happened from there. Turns out the machines are making something in the shapes of the creatures of old. If they come to life, we'll talk. If they want to talk. If not, it's the hard way.
0: Lovely. And real quick, I would like to note that Aaron was able to uh, spend their experience to level Rylou. And can you just tell us in a couple sentences what Rylou got?
3: Yeah, totally. Um, So I was looking through the new book that Monty Cook produced, The Numenera Destiny. And I don't know if I just missed it last time or what, but there was something perfect for Rylou. Um, It is a glaive- it's a glaive ability. I think it's fighting style. And it's called impressive display. It costs two might points. You perform a feat of strength, speed, or combat impressing those nearby. For the next minute, you gain an asset in all interaction tasks with people who saw this ability. So basically, back when we were in the village when Rylo did their performance to make the people happier, it would have given them a benefit to, you know, being happier and, and uh, talking to these people and maybe not getting us in such a kerfuffle.
0: All right. Picking up where we left off. You were looking down from the platform that's 20 feet up with its lovely, glowing stands that you don't know what they do, which are powered on and much brighter. Looking over the edge down to the platform 20 feet below, which had one area that is building Numenera at a ridiculous rate and starting to just throw all of these weird things onto the side of the table in a a nook and there are the two medical bay looking tables that have filled with a fluid that congealed into a solid block which is starting to chip away just by itself and reveal what looks like these creatures and one is green because tiona threw in a scale and the other has flaked off a fingernail of tina's that is just a fingernail
1: um Y'all, can can we sit and rest for a little bit? I use my brain quite a bit down there, and I I'm just a little bit dizzy.
2: Yeah, we're. I we're just gonna wait here until we figure out what this thing is. So yeah, if you want to relax, well, I'll I'll keep an eye down there to see to just like keep track of what's going on. But if you want to rest while well, while we're waiting, I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, I think Jacques
3: hungry too. If uh, if we're just kicking our feet, Riley will uh, walk over to one of the panels and just kind of examine it. I'm not going to touch anything, but I just want to look and see like what's glowing, what's happening.
0: Okay, so at the end of our last episode, I do believe Tuna was about to grasp the Numenera that was made and had asked Hillian with the indestructible scarf that is the most useful thing. I did not expect to be, I don't know, like the thing in this whole show. (laughs) <laughs> to pull, I, I wasn't clear if they, if Helene was supposed to pull the new Monero away from Jess or Jess away from the stationary object in her hands. I don't know how that was supposed to happen. I,
1: I think Jess said that if something were to happen, to grab the new Monero with the scarf and pull it away from her.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Because
2: otherwise, like, if if he just pulled Tiona away, then she would probably just drop it. And even though it didn't break before, if I, like, activated it in some way, we don't know what would happen.
1: So, yeah, we have to kind of rewind to that moment. I forgot we ended on a cliffhanger, and that was just, like, 15 (laughs) minutes ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that happening? What's going on?
2: Oh, yeah, Tiona touched the Numenera.
0: All right. So your brain is filled with the sound of just hundreds of voices all clamoring at once you cannot distinguish anything it's just like being in a crowd where everyone is about 20 feet away from you but they're all yelling so it's like being at the loudest concert where you have a lot of space around you so if you would like to attempt to single out a single voice it is a td7 that you can use whatever you want to try and drop it. And this is a roll that you can make multiple times over the course of having this Numenera. So if you fail, we'll see what happens.
2: Okay. Um, can I use my understanding Numenera to try to drop it a little? You may.
0: Are you going to expend any effort?
2: Yeah, so I'm just trying to look at my other uh, Mm -hmm. actions to see if there's anything else that would help. Um, Okay, yeah, I'll do understanding of and use a point of effort. Actually, I'm not going to use effort.
0: Are you going to use your book as an asset?
2: Yes, I will do that.
0: All right, so you can do that, which means it takes it down to a TD6 minus 1. So it would be a 17 or better. And in this case, since you have used the... The Graft, I will drop it. I will give you advantage. In Numenera, when you get advantage, it just drops it by another step. So it's a TD5 minus 1. So it's a 14 or better that you need.
2: All right, let's see.
0: Ooh. <laughs> 15.
2: Oh. Amazing.
0: Tiuna is able to, with spending some time, like this takes you a good five to ten minutes of really just trying to focus in. And which way is the nipple part on this thing facing? Where do you have that? Or did you even think about that when you touched it?
2: Um, She probably would have faced it away from her.
0: Okay, so as soon as you start to focus in, that starts projecting another hologram out. And what you see is a council person you know someone who looks like they're in charge and just what you see looks like a person who is in authority that's what you're looking at you're looking at a person in authority and what you are able to hear is how long do we have to have until complete extinction and their mouth is open and then it stops and it's just frozen there like that
2: um is gonna turn uh, so the nipple is facing a different direction.
0: The hologram moves with the nipple.
2: Hmm. Um, okay, she's just going to try to, like, tune out of that one voice and try to focus in on a different voice. All right. And
0: so once again, you get to roll, and it drops itself down by a step, so your target is exactly the same.
2: Huh. Where were all these roles last time?
0: (laughs) Awesome. The council member vanishes. And this time you just see a projection of someone in, you know, just common clothes that fit them. You have no idea. You know, it's a weird looking outfit, but they're wearing clothing. And you will hear them say, it's unconscionable to require a sacrifice. And then it freezes again.
2: Hmm. Um, so now that I've heard two different people's voices, when I listen in, just like letting all of the voices go, does it kind of sound like it's just sort of like the same, maybe like 10 seconds replaying over and over?
0: Um, each time you suc- have succeeded on this, mm-hmm. voices seem to disappear. And so it seems like it's a little easier to focus on them, but they're still indistinct chatter until you focus on them okay and Riley and hillian you both see this happening like you see the the holograms and you hear gibberish
3: I feel like Riley would acknowledge it the first time and then be like they're doing their, their uh Ti doing her thing and um, Riley would be watching the thing down below to make sure nothing's like coming to life or anything like that
0: Okay, and it is taking it does take you some time in between to get each of these to come up for you. So, let's take a second here and what is Hillian doing while this is going on?
1: At first, Hillian was just holding the scarf out, <clears throat> like bracing for having to yank the cube out. I think that um the, the nipple was probably pointed at Hillian. So, like the first projection, like projected either onto or like in front of Hillian. And because Tuna wasn't startled or anything, Hillian kind of just took a couple of steps back and kept the scarf up and was just watching. And then as Tuna kind of moved and rotated the, um, the projection and then was kept on holding it, Hillian kind of took a minute and then sat down where they're at and um, started feeding Jacques and that's when he took the rest. Okay, sounds good. The rest is a 10-minute rest.
0: Yeah, and what is Rylou doing
1: during all of this?
0: Just watching what's going on down below?
3: Yeah, so Rylou um, is pretty much just looking down below making sure that like these things aren't coming to life, that nothing is
0: changing. You, you know? see some, some stuff going on down there. A, we'll start with the Numenera table which is at this point it's been a while it's starting to overflow with Numenera in that nook like there's probably six or seven and they're just starting to they were in the nook and now they're just starting to pile and fall over and yeah those are there who knows what will happen if they, that keeps going the tables the far one that had Tiuna's fingernail on it has crumbled down and it looks like one of those creatures that is horribly deformed like it's like the skeleton the the face is just like a skeletal structure and the rest is just this decaying mutilated body as the cube stuff falls off you just see this body that is obviously just starting has been a, a phase of decom position. It's not in great shape. The green one has fallen apart and it looks similar to the hologram that you first saw, where it's got some scales missing and what have you. And it is that green color and it raises its two arms that are closest to the edge of the table to push itself up. And what's Tuna doing? Um, All right, rude. Just cliffhanger
2: <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, Tina is like trying to focus on the globe in her hands, but if she sees that the... not.
0: If okay. focusing on this, you are in it. It is Okay, then
2: Tina's trying to focus in on another voice okay. to get more information.
0: So every time it goes down by one step. So now you would be a trying to get a 12 or better get an 11. Mm. <laughs> so it just stays where it's at, and nothing happens. And so it takes you another. This time it's only like, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, do I still have the um, the level minus 1 for the asset?
0: Oh, you're correct. So 11 is exactly what you needed.
2: Well played.
0: <laughs> All right, so this time you, you see someone who has sort of like a face mask that only covers from their, their eyes down and matching all the way down something, a really interesting looking outfit that looking at it, you're like, I've never seen anything like that. But you, from being around the villagers, you can tell that this is designed to hold their scales down so that it doesn't make, so they don't give away any noise or emotion or anything so Hmm. like it's a it it's like some sort of stealth suit and it's really interesting and you hear them say they're looking sort of off to the uh, right and their image is there and it says we need to sabotage this project so no other suffer as we have and it stops interesting (laughs) any
2: reaction to that um Uh, Tina's trying to like piece things together from what she's learned so far. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, like, if no one draws her attention to the person downstairs then she's going to try to focus in on another voice, like she's pretty much just going to keep doing this until someone gets her attention. Okay. Like this is a good source of information. Cool.
1: I think Hillian is <clears throat> laying down on the ground now with Jacques, kind of going, Who's the
2: cutest little
1: Jacques? <laughs> I'm so happy. Who's the cutest little Jacques? Are you hungry? And Hillian um goes into the side pouch of the pack and pulls out an egg and be like, Who's your little Jacques? And feeds Jacques an egg. Okay. And right? What's the thing doing? <laughs> what's
0: Riley's reaction to seeing the horribly decomposed one and then this other one starting to move
3: well so the horribly decomposed one if it's not moving Riley does not care um it's just like oh that that's unfor- what an ugly statue that's unfortunate but the one that's moving Rilu is going to watch to see if it actually gets up from the table like if it can hold its own weight and that sort of thing and if it does then i have a plan
0: okay i love the communication in this party so the the green one sort of pushes itself up and uses the other two ar- two other arms to sort of brace itself in the back and continue sitting upright starts to push its legs over to the side of the table it is obviously moving very gingerly like it is trying to it's just going very slowly you don't know what it's you don't know what its plan is from here but it is starting to stand up but it, okay. it's a good couple minutes to work the energy and start moving its body to stand up.
3: Okay, so if it looks like it's having the ability to actually move, um, Ryla will immediately say, Tuna, hillian we have company. And, like, urgently, they'll be like, ah, look.
2: Reactions? Uh, Tuna will, um, like, get her focus off of the globe and try to, like, set it down in a spot that looks... Like, set it down in a way so it doesn't just, like, roll around everywhere and they <laughs> potentially... It basically, <laughs> uh, smart, smart. <laughs> um, and then come look over the edge to see what's going on with the creature down there. Alien?
1: M- by company, do you mean more spiders? I, I, you know, I'm tired, but I think we could take another one. It's one of those green. It's one of those.
3: It's whatever that the machine was building. The green. The green goop. It's become to life.
1: The goop is alive.
3: The That's not good. Alive to what this episode should be called.
1: (laughs) That that sounds like it'd be difficult to hit with a sword or something.
3: Well, if it has a problem with us, I'm sure going to try.
1: So
0: it stands up and it doesn't notice you all at all. It seems to be very focused on something. And it starts sort of looking at its arms and looking at the control panel and it starts to um, hit some buttons shuts the panel off and it starts moving away and as it turns, it's one of its arms sort of hits the table and a couple of the fingers just crack off and fall to the ground and it looks back and it the scales that it has flutter really dramatically and I mean it, it just emotes shock and fear. And it starts, it looks at the Numenera building table and the other table. It sees the person who is just not a screaming skeleton at this point, but just falling apart and it's horrendous. So it just sort of moves as quickly and cautiously as possible towards the Numenera table to see what's going on over there. What do you all do? If you want me to stop it, I might be able to get
3: it from here. But if we, sh- if you think we should let it do its thing, I, I want to express what I think is that If this brings a civilization back to life, it could be dangerous, but I'm not also up for stopping it.
2: Yeah, I don't think that we should just go in there swinging. I I can understand their language. Um, Calric, does the comprehension Graph let me also speak their language or just understand? I
0: do not believe it does. If you want to read through it and find something that says it does, that's fine. But for now, I'm going with a no
2: yeah it says that i can understand the the language key to the graft mm-hmm. so i don't know if understand is generally like understand as not can communicate in it or understand just like can hear the words spoken
0: that is how i've been interpreting it, is you can understand not communicate back
2: Okay. Um. Then I'll, okay. Then yeah, Tiana will say, Um. I, I don't think we should, I definitely don't think we should go, just go in there swinging. Um, we should see what it wants to do because it might be trying to like stop creation of these Numenera. Let's give it a minute and see, see what it does. And then we'll, and then I think we should try to get down there and try to find a way to communicate.
1: They look like they're hurt. Um. Do you think maybe any of the Numenera
2: that are built or, even the rod might be able to help him? I I do think the rod can help it because it seemed like what the rod maybe did was heal. Um, And it seems like, so from what I heard from this other Numenera, I think that the rod requires some sort of sacrifice to heal everyone else. I think that's what happened to Daxum. I think they were sacrificed to try to heal everyone. And because the rod was attuned to, to these creatures, it healed them by ter- it healed the villagers by turning them into an approximation of these creatures. So yes, I think the rod probably could heal this person, but I think the cost would be damaging many others.
3: So, from what it sounds like, if this technology is exclusively attuned to these people, we may not be able to help the village at all.
2: I, I think right now it's attuned to these creatures, but I also think that they probably. Like this person, this creature, I can't imagine has any idea that there are other creatures here. If we can find a way to communicate with them and, you know, maybe we can make them understand what happened and maybe they can create something that would help everyone. Yeah,
1: I mean, we since we have the rod and, and we, we we're assuming it's attuned to them, maybe we just go down and offer it and, and maybe they know more about how it's used.
3: I mean, we have Daxon's instructions. If we need to make another one, we can. And it looks like that creature is fragile. So if it becomes an issue, we will do what we must.
2: I and run
1: away, right?
2: <laughs> I don't think we should give the creature the rod until we know and we have a way to communicate with it. Because it might just use it and then turn us into these creatures. And it seems like whatever happened to these creatures could possibly keep happening. Like they were wiped out. It, like this creature is clearly very sick. Um, we know that some of the, the villagers have been losing scales. It's possible whatever illness wiped out this entire species is now affecting the villagers. We don't need to make it worse. So I don't think we should give this creature the rod. I think we should go down and try to communicate with it.
3: Communication is my specialty, but normally I know the language.
2: Yeah. When I say we, I mean not you.
1: Hmm. (laughs) you dance really nicely. And and I always kind of bring some emotions to me. I'll do the talking. I think uh, some other people should
3: stick to their machines. And then Riley will turn around and walk walk
2: away. ...whose language you don't understand and who doesn't understand you. What exactly is your plan, Rylou?
0: You can interpret,
2: and then (laughs) continue walking.
0: (laughs) So, while this discussion and argument happens, this creature has been doing things. So, are you watching it while you're having this conversation? Or are you getting so wrapped up that you're starting to argue with each other and face each other and not pay attention?
2: Tuna's definitely keeping an eye on the creature.
1: Yeah, I feel like arguing is just second nature at this point for us. So, okay. like, no, Hillian's in tune with this conversation. <laughs> He's <didn't laughs> not paying any attention to what's going on below.
0: Okay. So, those of you who are watching below, the creature's gone over and stopped the Numenera creator. It pressed some buttons and it really focused and sort of like immediately finished what it was working on, dumped them off to the side. And then reset to standard and then they've pressed some other buttons and you see that holographic light and it seems to have like a list of things just it, just characters in a list like and one like like we would write and then it goes over to the numenera and starts lining them up in a specific way and it gets a little more frantic as it gets to the end of the pile like it it's obviously disturbed by something and as it's doing it parts of it are starting to crumble off like it loses a leg in moving and it's definitely just falling apart as it moves stuff around
2: um tina's gonna start walking down to that lower platform um and when she gets there she's gonna have the sorry she's gonna first grab the orb and then go down to the lower platform because she's going to try to offer this creature the the globe thing oh okay and make, like make a sound as soon as she gets to that platform to try not to startle it and just to try to like get its attention okay. and like hold it out like a very clear, like here, have this thing. Cause it seems like you have a list of everything this machine has created and you notice that some of those things are missing.
0: Okay. So what are the rest of you doing?
1: Hillian follows like immediately and you know, has their, their bag. And I think as they're um, going through um, Hillian still has the scarf and Wraps their hand in it and pulls out the rod. Okay. Uh, Rilu had definitely already started
3: walking down there when uh, they had made that jab at Tiona. Mm-hmm. So you're there first. What are you doing? Um, I walk into the room confidently and see if they notice me.
0: No, they are very absorbed in what they're trying to do and don't notice you at all.
3: Uh, I will make a noise,
0: like uh, I guess. in I know they won't understand me, but hello. And it whips around looking at you, and as it does so, its scales flutter, and many of them just go flying off in all directions. A chunk of its face, like where we would have a cheekbone, sort of flies off. So you can sort of see, like, the skeletal underpart of that. It says something in gibberish, and very quickly.
3: This is really sad. Um, I obviously I don't understand the language, so I I know that. But um, all right, let's see how I can pitch this. So Riley was a performer, and they are a weapons performer, but they are a performer. They've spent many times. Can I do a, a speed roll to put on a performance using physical body movements to communicate that we do not mean any harm? <laughs> Like, not like a dance performance, but like to communicate with my body language because mm-hmm. I am so aware of like how my movements influence people.
1: Okay. Riley actually took uh, experience in liturgical dance. Um, you are
0: so fortunate we're not in the same room. I would make you actually show me what this looks like because I cannot imagine, cannot picture it in my head, what you're trying to do. Well,
3: I can't, I can't interpret what someone a billion years in the future could do. I mean, honestly, I just... No?
0: well <laughs> Sure? Yes, and go ahead. It was going to be a TD8 cuz you have no idea anything about these creatures. If you want to if you if you want to expend effort and do other stuff to drop it down, go for it.
3: <laughs> oh, totally. Have you met me? Um
2: <laughs> Well, well Riley was like trying to do this thing. Was Tina close enough behind them that she heard what the creature said?
0: Roll a percentile dice, because I don't know because they left and you know, you said something and they just got further away. I have no idea. This per- this person didn't yell it. They just sort of spoke it. So did you choose high or low? I don't
2: sorry, know. I was gonna say hi and then I forgot to and then I also did.
0: Well go ahead and roll it roll it now that we know the tie. No. <laughs> All right, so, Rylu, what's your role? What do you got? All right,
3: uh, so I'm applying a level of effort. I am trained in physical performing arts. Um,
0: uh, what else can I do? That's TD-7, and effort brings down TD-6, so eight yes. um I'm on, Let's see. Well, oh, you also have all social, and this is a social interaction, so that would drop it down to a TD-5. Perfect. All right, that works for me. Uh, That's all I can see.
3: Yeah, there's not much. I mean, I could be like, well, we've been here long enough. Maybe I've learned about the culture, but probably
0: not. But I would also say this is not a speed roll. This is an intellect roll because it's communication. Not, I mean, if you're just moving, then I would say speed. But I feel like this is an intellect roll because you're trying to communicate with a creature. The fact that you're using your body does not make it speed.
3: Well, because I'm not talking with it was my like selling on that. Because if um, I'm not trying to talk to it, I'm more so trying to physically tell it, like I am not here to harm you. I am like walking forward, with my palms up, or something like that. Yes. If you want intellect, I'll do it. Like that it was just my pitch on it.
0: And I hear you, but everything you said is about communicating with the creature, not about dancing to impress it. Or, I mean, you you're not you are performing but you're, you're doing it with the intent of communicating a thing.
3: Okay, so do I get my physical performing arts from that or no?
0: I would give you the all social, and I will give you the physical performing because the physical part should be just natural to you. But it, I feel that it should come out of your intellect pool because this is a communication-based, not a... I'm not sure how to how else to put it. You're
3: no, that's totally fine. I, I was just wondering if I should even bother making the roll then because if I don't get my physical performing arts, then I think it's a 21 and there's no point in rolling.
0: Well, I am giving you the but physical it, yeah. performing arts. Yeah, no, that's what
3: I was saying, is that if that's why I wanted the clarification. Yeah, cool, let's find out. That's an 8. I didn't get it.
0: Okay, so the creature looks at you like a trained monkey they have no idea what you're doing but you, well, don't can, do, you can do your recovery role because it's an action if you want to do that meanwhile uh tuna what are you doing
2: um as soon as tuna like gets into the room she's gonna hold up the globe like as an offering um and then just sort of like gauge the creature's reaction and ignore whatever weird thing riley was doing with their body um <laughs> and just <laughs> like gauging the creature's reaction and see if she can get close enough to actually like hand the globe over and then also like keep just like keep trying to like look harmless like try to make it very clear that like here this is for you okay
0: it it says in a very authoritative way bring it to me quickly
2: all right tiona will do that
0: okay it takes it away from you and it starts putting other stuff as it's taking it from you other parts of it are built putting things together and it touches it to its it's the nipple part to its forehead you see it basically drain of color and go completely dead and it says parts are missing where are they
1: what did you do um so as as that's happening um hillion runs in the other side like down the other side of um Rilou as they're standing or gesticulating, mm-hmm. and um, Jacques is on on one shoulder and their hand is out, or arm is out with the rod in their hand, with their hand like wrapped up in the scarf, and he's uh, like, "Oh, you, you might need this," and they recoil from touching
0: it. They say, "Don't hand it to me like that, you fool," and you just hear gibberish.
2: Um, Tina will put a hand up to Hillian to let him know to like, hey, like hang back for a second um, and then turn to look at the creature. And even though she knows the creature won't understand her, she asks like, where should it go? And like points at the like lineup of the other Numenera to try to indicate she's asking for like direction for where to put it.
0: Okay. I I think it's just focused on the rod and yelling at Hillian and is like, Super, and it's, it's looking around for something to grab to protect itself from touching it and not really paying any attention to you because it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to think much of y'all being so much smaller than it and it seems to be very pressed for time and so it's that's what it's doing. What's Rylou doing since they were ignored?
3: Well this thing is obviously not going to attack us, that's all I was trying to do is make sure I didn't like engage it basically. But um, oh. so upon seeing like this thing being super frantic and like gesticulating at the the device that Helene is holding and all that and the other, I mean there's not really much I could do is the thing, I mean I have like an extra set of clothes, so if it's like frantically looking around and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tuna didn't tell me what it said so I don't know for a fact that that's what it needs so, I mean, the- I mean realistically I can't do anything because I, I don't know the information.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, Tiana will call out, like, give give it something to hold the rod with.
3: Oh, okay, I have a spare set of clothes that I'll, like, pull out a shirt and, like, hand it to it.
2: Oh, okay.
0: So it will
2: take the shirt and
0: grab the rod, and it'll start assembling the this thing, and it, it starts mumbling to itself about, you know, the parts and the gist of what you get is that it is either trying to build something that makes the rod stronger or make it to where it affects more people. Oh God.
2: Cool. (laughs) Um,
0: Um. Yeah. And it is, as it's working, it is crumbling to pieces. Like it is working frantically Mm -hmm. to get this thing Put
2: together. Um, so as it's working, Tina's not going to try to get in its way, but she's going to try to get into its line of sight so that it can see that like she's standing there um, and like motion to the pieces of the machinery mm-hmm. and then sort of like put her hands up and say like what does it do um, and then kind of like point at herself and say like and then point at herself and then back at the machine and say like, can I help?
0: And it looks at you and it says yes, this is for you. As soon as I'm done.
2: Um. <laughs> That could mean anything. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever weird body stuff Tiana's doing over there.
2: <laughs> um, so she uh, tries to um, motion like a lever, like turning a lever, flipping a, a switch on and off, um, and then like points at the machine again and says, so "Like, what does it do?"
0: It, it's like, yes, it's for you. <laughs> it keeps putting it together. If you want to cool. roll in, an intellect roll to try and communicate for you, it would be what did I say it was for for RYLU? An eight. I think an eight.
2: Think yeah. It would be a seven. Does <sighs> um, having the comprehension graft take That's it down? That's what makes it a seven. A okay. Let's see. Uh, so, and this is to try to understand like what the machine is.
0: Uh, this is for you to try to communicate what you are asking. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You're not doing a dance. You're just talking. (laughs)
2: Just like pointing very emphatically.
0: Well, and in your case, if you roll and succeed, you're able to pull one or two of the words from your comprehension graft and use those, like someone who's just learning the language and and they can say banyo. You know that,
2: kind of, <laughs> what do <laughs>
0: yeah? That it, I mean, you're able to that is what you're able to do. You, if you succeed, you're able to pull roughly. I will give you four words or more if you are able to roll. If you roll in that 20, then I'll give you more. But apparently, okay. your, your roll is a 21. Yeah. With it. So
2: I mean, I'll definitely use effort, but there's like nothing I can do to lower it because communication is not my jam.
0: So with your edge, it would drop down to 20 and then minus three, seven. So 17 is your target number.
3: Can I assist uh, Tiana? How? What would you- um, so my thought process is that uh, Tina's like gesticulating and being like this and uh rilu being knowing the nuances of things be like no no no. this is this is the better way to say on and off this is the better way to to say you know like here's
2: what you need would tina listen to them uh, um at this point yeah like tina tina knows that she's then not eating drop it
0: down so that puts you at 14
2: okay let's try it Wow.
0: What is that? No. Did I just see a one? <laughs> if you closed your eyes, you didn't.
2: So here's
0: the thing. You can either spend an experience point to re-roll that, or I get the GM intrusion. Do it. Uh, I'm going to re-roll. Drop your XP and re-roll that bad boy girl them <laughs>
1: thing. That bad inanimate object. That's
0: right.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: Well, it's not a one. So, no, you cannot communicate with it. And it just keeps saying, yes, it's for you. Out of my way. Over and over. You know, basically like you would say to a child who is just... In the way. A a toddler who who cannot communicate other than, you know, gimme. Yeah. And so that's what you're stuck with.
2: Okay.
0: It is almost done building whatever it's building and it is falling apart quite quickly at this point and so it is moving as fast as possible it's up to you what you're gonna do
2: oh um tina will like while it's continuing to work because she hasn't been able to get through to it will turn to rilu and Hillian and say like from what i can gather it, it seems to be doing something to amplify the power of the rod in some way that said we don't know if it's going to you know make things worse like if it's going to turn everyone more into these creatures or if it's doing this to try to help us all i can tell is that it's whatever it's building is meant to amplify the power of that rod
3: well that rod is the key to solving the problems back there so without this creature we just had whatever daxam had with this creature we may have a more powerful form that may be good or bad
1: i i don't think that you know it they'll hurt us i mean they're they're in, they're in pain and they're falling apart and i can't imagine what that must feel like
2: i i don't think that they would hurt us intentionally but as far as we know this creature has no idea what we are like we are just tiny Creatures missing limbs from this thing's perspective. It might be trying to turn us into what it looks like because it thinks That's how we should be It's like I agree that I don't think it would if it wanted to hurt us intentionally I think that it could have done so like it could have just pushed us off pushed us off the edge here Like we what I just wanted to like let you all know what's going on This is all the information I have. This is either gonna solve all our problems or make them way worse. And that's those are pretty much the only
0: options. And it completes building the thing it's building. <laughs> um, I would like to remind you all that Rilu is absolutely certain that that rod will cure everyone. Yes. He, everyone else has no no such belief. They could. They could. Who knows? Yeah. And as it finishes it, it turns to you, and it offers the the staff looking thing like it's it's not a staff it's just the rod with all of these other numenera parts put together and it starts pushing it at you and it's taking a, a very slow deliberate steps to get to you to put this in your hands or touch you with it that's what's happening so i give you the chance to use your scan ability real quick, if you choose to?
2: Um, okay, yeah, I'll do that.
0: All right. And that's not something you have to roll for, right? No. And that's something you just have on? or you- Yeah, it just
2: cost me two points. Well, one point with my edge, but yeah. Okay,
0: so again, what does it give you? Um,
2: So I scan an area um, and all <laughs> objects and creatures in the area uh, it will always reveal its level, which is how powerful, dangerous, or difficult it is, and then whatever facts the GM feels are pertinent. Okay,
0: so this is one of the most powerful pieces of Numenera you've ever scanned. It All of the parts seem to interconnect in such a way that this thing is m- just more powerful than anything you've ever felt or been able to re- get a readout on. You based on what you know of the rod this thing in the configuration it's in is very likely going to harm you and possibly start transforming everything within range because that's what you know the rod did before and now the rod is much more powerful you don't know you don't know what exactly will happen but you know that from previous experience the stories around it, it's likely to be bad and that's about all you can tell. You just know that it's much more powerful and it is definitely trying to touch you with the rod portion.
2: Um, Tina will uh, sort of like grab her scarf back from Hillian as she kind of like backs away from it Um, and she'll also warn everyone else like don't let the rod touch you. We saw like we know what can possibly happen. It might be the same thing that happened to Daxum. Okay. Um so she'll have the scarf kind of like in her hand so that she can try to like grab it if the creature tries to like like gets it close enough to her.
0: Is, is Hillian close enough for that to happen? Yeah oh, but, Yeah Hillian yeah, was
2: right by because we both yeah. handed the creature those objects.
0: Okay. So sure but the act of reaching over and grabbing it, you're gonna have to do a speed defense roll to make sure it doesn't touch you i mean i know you're backing away and trying to do it but you're doing multiple things and it's okay at the same time uh speed defense roll. it's not moving super super fast so let's say a four yeah uh, yeah a td4 or a td4 a... train uh, trained people have a 50 50 chance to succeed are you going to expend any speed effort
2: um yeah i guess i will all right yep <sighs>
0: Do you want to expend another XP so that you can re-roll that?
2: Uh, no, I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Did you have something to say, Kenny? Uh, if she expended effort, does, mm-hmm. doesn't that drop it to a okay. three? Which is and what she rolled nine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's three times three. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Can you think of anything Hillian would do to help out and? Actually, all, any of you can expend XP to get a reroll. It doesn't have to be Tuna.
1: Yeah, spend I, all mine though. I think that I would uh, spend one as I see him reaching or the rod being reached out as um, Tuna turns to grab the scarf. Um, I'll grab Tuna and pull her back.
0: Sure. With your assist, we'll drop it down again and Tuna can reroll. So now you're TD2. It's a six for you to beat it all right oh jeez. (laughs) okay so Um, nine so
1: he's not stopping tuna um come back this way
0: (laughs) yeah so you get pulled past them and away and as it's bending over it its knee crumbles to pieces and it sort of falls down onto the stump of its leg and it it is now much more desperate to try to touch one of you. And where is Rylou in space? In, is, is it... you? How far away are you?
3: Um, So I was probably just like... So in my thought process, I thought we were all kind of standing clumped together because we were talking. Okay. And then... um But so here's my thing. If it's like desperately trying to like poke one of us and I see all this, I feel like Rylou would attack it. Like I don't really want to
0: as an as Aaron, but I feel like Rylu would. Okay. Then roll your attack. It's really... This is... Uh, tD uh, Td3 like it's not super hard
3: okay because my thinking is that like it's trying to stab Tiuna and it almost got her and then like hillian mm-hmm. had to pull her back so rather was like stop and like takes out her uh, their whip and smacks sure. him with it okay so I'm gonna use my whip um it is one step easier because it is a light weapon
0: okay so you have to roll a six or better
3: <laughs> we all know how great I do though um okay I think that's gonna be it. I haven't done any incredible feats of strength, speed, or combat with this guy, so I don't get an asset. Okay, so six are better. Let's oh I'll give effort. This is speed, I can do that.
0: Alright, so three are better.
3: Alright, I swear I
0: better work. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh uh, one? Goodness, you all just really want me to do something horrible, don't you? Um, I don't have XP, so it is what it is. I will take my free GM intrusion and Rylu is going to what weapon were you using? My whip. Okay. You are going to use your whip and it is going to hit the creature and it is going to hit one of the legs and it's going to you know shatter the the creature's leg and it's going to that part's going to crumble but when it falls it falls on your whip and Basically puts you no more than four feet away from the rod that it is desperately trying to touch one of you with.
3: Cool.
0: I'm so, low-key hoping it hits me. So, like, <laughs> I want to know what happens. All right. So, Tuna, you were pulled away. What are you doing?
2: Um. So she saw Rilu try to attack it, and it is now much closer. Um. And she. Uh, just sort of like tries to like wave to get get the creature to look at her and then um, like points at the device points at the rod and then makes the movement with her hand explosion um, like she's trying to like get it to understand what she's asking
0: roll the communication thing again nope it, it just says in its you know uh, horrible voice uh, it sounds awful it just says just stand still. Hillian, what are you doing?
1: Uh, after pulling um, Tuna back and seeing Riley attack it, and while Hillian feels bad for this creature, he doesn't like the idea uh, that it's trying to use the rod on, on us, so he, with his other hand, reaches down to his bell loop and grabs his mace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And tries to whack the arm that is holding the staff.
0: Okay. TD
1: nine. And I really don't have anything else to lower it. I don't think. Okay. Let's roll it. Let's see what happens. That's it's a might roll, right? Yes. Uh, So I'll expend effort on that as well. Cool. Oh, good. Okay. Sweet. Um, so I think the minor effect will be that um, I'm able to, all, like, as a part of one movement, I bring the mace down mm-hmm. on the arm, which kind of disintegrates it away from the body, and I can, with one of the spikes on the mace, kind of pull the uh, staff away from the creature.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds great. And Tuna, you hear it say, no and have it dive towards the, the staff. How far away you... So you rolled really well. You are able to pull it away. That means you're pulling it closer to yourself. And because, I mean, it's not small.
1: I guess, yeah, I mean, it's still in close range. It's like, I, I probably guess it'd be like, at most 10 feet away.
0: Okay. So it is going to lunge at that and grab aaron by the wrist where it fell on your whip hand and try to pull you with it with one of its remaining arms and so aaron if you would do a speed defense roll at a level 15 because it had you pinned
3: okay cool so i have i'm a specialized in speed defense so it drops it down two steps
0: right Target
3: nine and then because we all know how I roll. I'm definitely dropping it. Another one with effort.
0: All right, six are better.
3: Hmm. You, you know, that sounds real easy, but (laughs) (laughs) let's see what else I can try to do.
0: All right. let's, Let's just try this. Oh, 19 perfect. Awesome. What is the minor effect you want to include?
3: Um, I don't know if this would be a minor effect or a major effect, but like Maybe the way that it screams out um, triggers Teyuna's ability to like communicate a word or two. Like something about the way that it like interacts. Like that flips would be a major
0: effect. Okay. The language thing is. I mean, that's really hard because Tina doesn't know how to speak it. Um, okay,
3: so um is for
0: you. So it's something like you ignore armor, strike a specific body part, knock it back, move past it, distract it whatever
3: uh maybe it stumbles forward past me so like maybe i'm so because it's a defense like striking a body part wouldn't really make sense so for me i'm thinking it like tries to pull me in and i'm able to get my whip out from it and turn around it and it like stumbles forward and kind of like hits, its, hits yeah, its feet.
0: i would i would let you um not have it grab you and then use your whip to trip it cool and so it trips and falls short of the the staff and as it falls more of it crumbles into pieces and I mean this thing is there is not much of it left and it is desperate and I would say when it hits the ground it hits its jaw and the the bottom part of its jaw crumbles and it it just can't speak anymore but you can just see desperation on it as it claws at this thing yeah and it misses the the thing and it hands hit the hit one of the Numenera parts of it and they just sort of shatter into dust around it and it it basically falls apart except for the spinal column and the the head just staring at this Numenera rod as it slowly starts to disintegrate. It just dies and the rod is there with you not knowing what it was trying to do other than touch you
2: um, is the when it started putting this uh, device together mm-hmm. it pulled up a holographic list of items it seemed like is that list still up it is um, and that the creature is definitely like it is disintegrated it is no longer moving right
0: it is it is quite obviously just dead like, there is
2: okay. nothing left
0: to, except for its skull just staring hollowly at this thing.
2: That's- OK, Tina, because we're a team, and Tina's really good at communicating, um, is going to say, I, I want to try to recreate that globe thing, because it seems like I can get all the information from it the way that the creature did. And it might tell us something about what this device is, or how this creature was planning to use it. Because if it is a cure, then we can use it and if it's not, then maybe it would give me the information I need to try to adjust it. But like, it seems like all the machines are stopped, which is what we wanted. There are no creatures here to like potentially do damage. And I know that we wanted to get out of here, but this is my suggestion that we try to like, that I try to recreate it using like what happened before, like just that globe part and try to get information from it. What do you two think?
3: you didn't tell us about the uh the whole part where like the the device said that it needed a sacrifice right i'm assuming you gave it
2: I, I thought that i did yeah oh because that's
0: you didn't say you were translating you just said you were um... you
2: no know, when um when we saw when when initially um Hillian said oh we should give it the rod too i said i think using the rod would like it require. I thought that I said then it requires a sacrifice, but I know at the very least I said like, that means like it would sure. be dangerous.
1: I, I think you did, I, I I think I recall that. Yeah, I, I was
0: specifically saying that the, you didn't translate the globe, and I thought that oh, was no. what Aaron was asking about.
3: Well, so here's my, I'm, I'm sure this device can help us, but if it requires a sacrifice, I don't know what we can do. I'm obviously not willing to give one of us up to this this thing. I mean, what can we get can we get a woodland creature and try it? Not Jacques, of course, not Jacques, but a woodland creature or or what this this whole thing may have been futile.
2: Well, that's why I think that I should if I can recreate the globe, it might have the information that we need so I can actually understand this device. And then we can figure out does it like what exactly it means by sacrifice? Because that's clearly what happened with Daxum is it took Daxum as the sacrifice to activate this device. So if I have more information, I might be able to find out if you know, if there's a possibility that, you know, we can go get a, dang it, what are the T-Rex things called? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Juraskar.
2: We could go like throw it at a Juraskar and destroy the Juraskar and like use that as the sacrifice. Like that's why I think that we should try to figure out exactly what it what it does and what it requires. Or like if, if we find out for sure that this thing can fix it and we know that it requires a sacrifice, our other option would be to take it back to town make sure that we have everyone in town together, not just tell Adalale by themselves because they don't trust them, let them know what we figured out without telling them about this place and that it, we think the same thing that happened to Jackson would happen to whoever used it, but that it would cure them, and then they can decide if one of them wants to sacrifice themselves.
1: While, while Rylou and Tiuna are working out these finer points, Hillian uh, has gone and grabbed the ladder and has gone up to the main table <laughs> and started <laughs> trying to recreate the steps. Like... He doesn't quite remember the accident that caused the the ball nipple thing, but uh, he knows that he was up there, and there was another like uh, cipher up there, and so he's trying to like walk around the buttons and like yeah doesn't remember exactly what was going on. So that's what's going on while they're discussing what to do next. <laughs> okay.
3: Um. Rylou says, I, I agree with you. I think that it's a good idea to try to get it to work, but whatever it is, we should not tell Edelale that this thing may hurt somebody or require a sacrifice because you know the minute that he finds out, he's going to be demanding that Daxam's parents do that and it is not right of him to force it on them.
2: I. The thing is that like, I agree that whoever does, if it does require a sacrifice and it actually will cure them, we can't let anyone force anyone else to do it, but I also don't think it would be right to give them this and present it as a cure without telling them that it requires a sacrifice. So like, I I get what you're saying that like, we shouldn't just give this to Adalale, which is why I'm saying if we decide, like if we figure out that this is a cure, if we take it back to town, we have to present it at like a town meeting where as many people are there as possible and explain the dangers and also explain that we don't know for sure, even if we think we do, because it, I like, we can't make decisions about their lives for them
0: i think that if we do just (laughs) when you say that helyan what exactly are you doing as far as trying to avoid the buttons and moving around up there
1: uh i think at a certain point like in a lull in the conversation uh right after tina said the last thing uh they they would all probably hear helyan say and that's when I stepped over here, and then I think I tripped. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was this piece of cipher, and I definitely tripped, and I think I tripped.
0: <laughs> so my thought is, you're pointing at these things as you're as you're looking at them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. And for some reason, Jacques thinks you're telling them to go towards a button, <laughs> and they run down your hand. And jump on a button. Can I, can I get that as a GM intrusion? Oh, that's exactly what this is. Oh, good. So you can gain an experience point if you would like to let this happen, or you can...
1: I will let this happen, and I will give the other experience point to Tiyuna. Why? Um, because I, I'm trying to help them accomplish their goals.
0: Okay. Sounds great. So... Jacques jumps off of your hand onto a button, and then they kind of run around, um, jumping on other buttons to run around and climb up your back and back onto your shoulder. And a new Numenera is being built. Who knows what it is, (laughs) but it is working at that faster speed because of whatever this being is did. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like at the uh oh, both
3: Tuna and Ryloo turn around in unison and just look.
0: Which is honestly where we're out of time for today. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to I Don't Know What We're Doing. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it's actually Jumanera. <laughs> I'm Kelrick, your GM. And you can find me on Twitter at EQPoints and at Cormelon.
2: Uh, I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at WriteJessR, and you can find out about all the various podcasts I do on WriteJess.com.
3: I'm Aaron. You can find me at Space Persona on Twitter.
1: (laughs) I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. You can find me on any of the Experience Points podcasts to this point. Uh, We stream the second Monday of every month for Pun Times, Uh, and right now we're playing a game called Slasher, where Jess is a killer and i'm a director trying to help her kill all the other characters and i'm Uh, a survivor (laughs) (laughs) you are a survivor
2: we make a killer team
1: Uh... Uh...
0: (laughs) and on that
1: (laughs) bye. 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 bye